Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day at this time with Wyman and Bob. If you guys have questions for John, you can text them in. Again, a new text number, 206-421-3776. That's 206-421-ESPN. Text your questions in there. We'll throw some John's way before we let him go for the day. Hi, John. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So uh, a couple things going on out there as it pertains to the Seahawks anyway. Uh, Robert Kimdichie has been added to the 53-man roster. How about that? I think that's great. Isn't it kind of ironic that uh, now in the same year you got Malik McDowell in Cleveland and Robert Kimdichie in Seattle? Isn't that kind of wild? Yeah, what, what's the latest on Malik McDowell? I watched the other day. I was just catching highlights, saw him out there on the yeah. field. Pretty yeah. amazing, John. It really is. I mean, you never expected that. And, you know, Kandichi, you kind of question, is he, was he going to be able to get back in the league after missing last year? But I think it's a good move because, I mean, here they were down, uh, you know, to four or three, three defensive tackles. I mean, you can see when they brought him off the practice squad the last couple of weeks, particularly last week, he was able to do some good things. And so it may not be good for Lamar uh, Collins uh, in the sense that uh, it's not going to give him a chance to get back on the field because he'll be down another peg. But I think what it does, it shows a former first-round pick in Kandichi can do some good things. And, you know, Jake Luton now probably, after being cut to make room for him, is probably going to go on the practice squad. About our guy Dak Prescott, twenty-one for this is a, this is a Russell Wilson mm. performance right here. Twenty-one for twenty-six. Mm-hmm. I think I bet you Russ, if you go back and look in his career, he's been twenty-one for twenty-six like five times. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty-one for twenty-six, two hundred thirty-eight yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Great comeback. Is he probably in line, John, for comeback player of the year in the NFL if he keeps it up? Ah, uh, very possibly. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know he didn't. You know, he got got the bad injury last year and wasn't able to do too much, and so. Uh, I think he, you know, let's put it this way. Uh, that's one award he might win, but now I think he's going to put him in the MVP category. Wow. Because, again, I mean, he's put up incredible numbers. And right now you can see that uh, Dallas is going to run away with that division the way things are going. You know, they, uh, you know they've got the, the, the wins right now. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia, is, you can see, not that good. Washington's defense is now 31st in the league as far as stop, you know, doing anything. And the, and the Giants are just putrid. Yeah, with Daniel Jones at cornerback. <laughs> I haven't heard that word in a long time. Yeah. Putrid. Very putrid. Nice. They're putrid. So, no, I think that, uh, you know, in Dallas, yeah, elevates themselves now into the possibility after having a losing year last year of being a Super Bowl contender. Is that the, That's the first dud primetime game we've had so far, right? I feel like every primetime game has been really good. It won't be the last. No, I, I know that. But, I mean, just to this point, we've had a good run of – you know whether it's Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday. I don't night. know how do you, how do you categorize Houston and Carolina? I mean, Houston. Uh, was, yeah. Houston wasn't. I mean, that was a dud. That was a dud. I mean, you know, Carolina. But that's only two, though. I mean, that point, yeah, point yeah. taken, though. I mean, like the the Kansas City Baltimore game was really really good. Yeah, there's uh, been some good prime Ravens, time, yeah, Raiders. Packers. You know, yeah, there's there's been some good yeah. primetime matchups. Uh, John, just in terms of. Uh, you know, Dave and I were just talking about what's facing the Seahawks in the next 11 mm-hmm. days. You got the road game with the 49ers. Don't feel great about that based on how the Seahawks have been playing. And then you've got the Thursday night matchup, the primetime game with the Rams. I mean, realistically, you could be looking at a 1-4 and four Seahawks team. What, do you, what is your – just based on what you've seen the past two weeks, what you've seen out of those teams, 
What's your level of confidence? Not great. I mean, I think that they can bounce back. I think the you know the 49er game may not be as hard, certainly, as the Ram game is going to be because the Rams right now are the number one seed in football and uh, look like a Super Bowl team with Matthew Stafford. You know, a defense that may not be as good as last year, but still good enough where you look at San Francisco and their injury list just continues to grow and grow and grow. You're down three or four running backs. You know, they're down two wide receivers. You know, now Kawan Williams is not going to be able to play this week. So they're down two cornerbacks because Jason Verrett is on injured reserve. I mean, they're they're really in kind of tough shape. Emmanuel Mosley did come back from his knee injury and played last week. But how good is he going to be, you know, with that knee injury? So those are all concerns to me. And who knows gets, <clears throat> who gets hurt during the week? I mean, you're talking about a team now that if you go back to, what, 2013, <clears throat> I think they've had 24 ACLs. Jeez. Hey, uh, John, we haven't talked about Denver very uh, no. very much, but 3-0, and <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater, who looks so good up here, uh, he just, against our defense anyway, threw some, uh, some great passes. But, yeah, it seems like they've got the solution there. 827 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. They're 3-0 and in Mile High City. Yeah, but also it's like uh, they're 3-0 and against three bad teams. I mean, three teams that combined for nine wins last year. <clears throat> you got the, the putrid Giants. <laughs> You've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who right now is the worst team in football, and you've got the New York – well, I guess you can argue, who's worse, Jacksonville or the New York Jets? I mean, what is it now, 18 in a row that the Jaguars have lost, and then, of course, they trade away last year's first-round pick, J.C. Henderson, who was the uh, ninth pick in the draft. I mean, they're giving away talent. <clears throat> and then you've got uh, the Jets, who are just – they're awful. I mean, you know, Zach Wilson has seven interceptions, and you know the offensive line's all messed up. They don't have much on defense. So now the tough part for Denver is the fact that they have to bounce back with all the injuries because they've now lost five starters to injuries in the last three weeks. I mean, for you know, they're down uh, Jerry Judy with a high ankle sprain uh, at wide receiver. K.J. Hamler ends up getting an ACL tear. He's out for the year. You know, they're down two linebackers, Bradley Chubb, you know, Josie Jewell, he's out, uh, has a pec injury. He's out for the year. Ronald Darby, I mean, the cornerback, you know, he's on injured reserve. And so here they have to play Baltimore. Now the schedule gets tougher. You know, are they going to be able to stop, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson, which right now has been almost unstoppable, you know, with three young linebackers and Vaughn Miller? Mm-hmm. That's the one thing the Seahawks have been pretty fortunate, right? Yeah. Yeah. As far as the injuries go. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've been, been healthy. That's one thing. Yeah. <laughs> John, see see if you can guess which team I'm talking about from this past weekend. They had just 47 net yards, mm-hmm. one net passing yard, six first downs, went one of 11 on third down, and averaged 1.1 yards per offensive play. The Bears. <laughs> can you believe? The Bears. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fields went 6 of 20 for 68 yards and was sacked nine times in this game. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying, well, all three quarterbacks are under consideration for a start this weekend. Talking about Dalton, who's dealing with a knee injury. Fields injured his hand, but apparently said he's okay. And Nick Foles is a guy that we forgot about that's out there. So, I don't know what do you what do you do if you're the Bears and and you know you you ran your rookie out there and he just got his tail kicked and yeah. was terrible. 
I think I'd throw Foles out there. What would you do? I think you throw Foles out there because, I mean, you can see Justin Fields is not ready to take over this team right now. And so much of the reason is their offensive line. It's one of the worst offensive lines I've seen in the last several years, if not many years, because now you got 39-year-old Jason Peters uh, at left tackle, and he had a groin injury and uh, he suffered early, and I think he probably shouldn't have played last week. Uh, then you've got uh, you know Elijah Wilkerson at right tackle. The guard situation isn't good. And so here you put Fields, who does, like Russell Wilson, run around, hold on to the ball, and what's he do? He gets sacked nine times. I mean, go back to even Ohio State. I mean, he got sacked a bunch there because in college he held the ball 2.95 seconds. Well, you can't – I mean, right now with that offensive line, I mean, you can't hold the ball more than 1.8 seconds. That's unbelievable, man. I, I did not realize that they had that many. You 47 that? yards. Mm-hmm. 1.1 yards per offensive play. Oh, my God. So, John, I'm going back, and I found that in 1979, mm-hmm. the Seattle Seahawks, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, Seahawks they Seahawks. had minus seven yards oh, in wow. total offense. So that was, uh, I think it was against the Rams. Uh-huh. In 1979, so I was looking at that 47. Wait, that has to be some kind of record. I'm sure the 92 offense for the for Seattle had something yeah, like yeah, that. Had to, but I mean, in in modern age, with all of the rules and everything favoring the offense, and you know all the sophistication, 47 yard. Would you say 1.1 yards per play? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they actually got a first down on on third down. They were one of 11. <laughs> God. That's, yeah, it's pretty bad. That's and, putrid, John. Well, and then now you start to really wonder uh, how long are they going to stick with Mac Nagy at, uh, as the head coach? Mm. Because uh, you know he didn't really put uh, Justin Fields in any position with his play calling to be able to succeed, and that looked bad. And then uh, you know they, they don't have a running game, they don't have an offensive line. You know they've got Allen Robinson at wide receiver, but very little else. I think what I mean what doesn't their roster have like six tight ends? Something like that. But it's like it's just you just shake your head and you go, what are they doing? John, reading that uh, Richard Sherman's going to visit and work out for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Is it likely that he signs there or where do you, where do you think he lands? Depends on the money. I don't know what he's going to be asking for financially. Does anybody have that much to give him at this point? No, no. Okay. I, mean, I mean, you're looking probably at two million bucks at the most. I mean, you got K.J. Wright, who was able to get three and a quarter. But, of course, I mean, maybe you know, he can get the three and a quarter now that you know almost a quarter of the season's close to a quarter of the seasons might be gone. So that might be it. But again, you know, it depends on what he wants financially. And uh, I know he wants to play. I think he'd like to play here. I mean, you can hear <clears throat> at least rumblings now that the Seahawks might be interested and that may change his mind, but at least, you know, he gets out, which is important just now that everybody knows, Hey, I'm back in play right now. Hey, uh, we were talking about Denver and same thing, you know, maybe with the Panthers, they're three and oh with their start. And also, do you have any update on uh, Christian McCaffrey? Is he out for more than did he go on IR? Or? No. OK, so he might be able to play this weekend. Might probably not, but he might. I mean, probably two weeks, because if he was going to go on injured reserve, you know, it's going to be three weeks. And if he's going to be missing three weeks and they would probably put him on there to get the roster spot. So I think, you know, there's an outside chance he's going to play. And what they played Dallas this week, right? Uh yeah, let me see. because they played yeah. the Jets, the Saints, and mm-hmm. the Houston Texans. So yeah. yeah, they are at Dallas this mm-hmm. week. Yeah, so, so uh, that's not going to be easy. But again, I mean they got the number one defense in football thanks to uh, Phil Snow and his blitzing type of defense. That's that's worked out well. <clears throat> so 
we'll see how they are. But uh, I, I like what they're doing. And then, of course, you know, they were able to get that J.C. Henderson trade. So <clears throat> they put him on injured reserve because he's still hurt. But uh, And they brought in Rasheem uh, Melvin. And so uh, we'll see where they go. But I think I like what that team's doing. Mm-hmm. What, were you surprised at all there were no takers for Jamie Collins? The Lions tried to trade him. They couldn't find a taker, so they just – released him and he's now available he's got 8.8 million guaranteed coming from detroit this year. that's why nobody claimed him so nobody wanted him because of the money yeah because of the money and the guarantee and so uh and obviously if you're going to be detroit and you're already taking uh, the big cap hit on uh you know matthew stafford i mean you want to try to see if you can get a trade but if it's not going to work i mean you know he's been so lazy that uh, they just wanted to get rid of him. And now, if you look at their dead money, they're at $55 million. Mm. And the cap is 182.5. Mm. I mean, give me a break. So it's not going well there. It's not going well there financially, is what you're saying. Well, it's not going well there professionally either because it's a bad football team. They yeah. almost, they, for all intents and purposes, should have won the game this past week. I mean, they were beaten by a 66 yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Wasn't like they went out there and got throttled or anything. No, but by a Baltimore team that's completely beat up. I mean, down three running backs. Their first round pick, Rashad Bateman. You know, they two offensive linemen. They didn't have their best uh, left tackle, and you know, Ronald Stanley. <clears throat> they had COVID nineteen for four players, so they were a mess. They were very. It's kind of like the San Francisco game, in the sense that uh, you know San Francisco jumps off to a thirty-eight to ten lead and then all of a sudden they get all their cornerbacks hurt and uh next thing you know here they turn into a 41 33 game it's pretty amazing how you know the nfl just chews up new quarterbacks we talk about justin fields with the 47 yards mm-hmm. uh you look at uh, zach wilson two touchdowns seven interceptions the kid gets sacked five times a game welcome to the nfl young man 54 percent, 57 percent 54 percent i mean is as far as what robert robert sala's doing there with the jets is is this scene like is he going to give be given a couple of years kind of for like this rebuild to take place because i know he's a he's a yeah. great coach yeah yeah well they have to because again it's like uh, they're going to be bad for the next couple of years <clears throat> they don't have any talent and so because of that uh, they're you know they're wicked wide receiver they're messed up on the offensive line they don't have cornerbacks you know all those things they're the jets and so because of the Jets are the Jets, you know, they now have to really suffer uh, in the standpoint that uh, they're not going to be very good. But, you know, going back to the theme for the young quarterbacks, I mean, when you look at it, you know, the, the three starting uh, quarterbacks right now, you know, Trevor Lawrence and certainly Zach Wilson, uh, and the three right now that are out there, I mean, they are, uh, you know, one and nine. And then you got Davis uh you know, uh, Davis uh, Mills, Davis Mills. Yeah, I mean, he's 0 and 1. And, you know, they got, you know, certainly a lot of interceptions, very few touchdown passes. And I don't think any, I mean, the only one that's doing well is Mac Jones, because Mac Jones at least has a good completion percentage and he's won a game. But still, all these guys are throwing like at about five and a half yards per attempt. And anything below 6.4 is bad. Mm. Yeah. Well, Mac Jones, I mean, last week he threw three interceptions. Yeah, he did throw yeah. a touchdown, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got 270 yards. But, yeah, I mean, but they, just... they lost to a bad New Orleans team. Yeah. Uh, John, the 253 asking, uh, Professor, are the Raiders for real this year? Might be. I mean, because what you're looking at is that, uh, you know, it depends on Derek Carr, and Derek Carr is throwing for 405 yards a game. And they've got, uh, you know, some good receivers right now that are catching the ball. 
Obviously, they've got a great tight end, and so he's doing so well. And then on defense, Mac, uh, Max Crosby uh, is playing like one of the best defensive players in the league, and their defense looks better. So all of a sudden, maybe John Gruden has this thing turned around. Yeah, maybe he stopped cursing at Derek Carr. No, that's not going to be the case. <laughs> well, I saw the other day he's on pace for like to throw for like 7,000 yards in the 17 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about him, and I have to say – uh, I'm happy for mm-hmm. the guy. I mean, we've it, always looked at him and looked at his numbers going, I don't get the complaints about the guy. I yeah. know the team's not winning, but it doesn't appear to be his fault. Yeah, Gruden's always like perpetually glaring at him. And, you know, you, you sound, it sounds like they want to. He glares at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they, it just has always seemed like they wanted to run him out yeah. of town and yeah. brought other people in and all this. And he's having a ton of success. You mentioned the 400 yards. Now, six touchdowns, two interceptions, but. You know, the yardage, he's number one in the NFL. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. And so uh, <clears throat> 405 yards a game is pretty incredible. And that's that's carried this team because they're able to get points. They're not giving up like the 30 points a game like they did through a stretch last year. So that looks encouraging. John, did you watch any of the uh, Manning broadcast last night? I did not. I watched the games. Uh, it was it was entertaining. That man. stuff well, no. that you sent was, was funny about the, <laughs> the double Eli. bird. Yeah, now what, now what was going on? What was going on with the Dirty Birds with well, Eli they, Manning? They had they had Chris Long on, so they have guests throughout the show. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Long was one of the guests, and he played for the Eagles at one point. And they were talking about Philadelphia fans, and Eli saying, you know, just how how rough they were. And I think he was talking about a, a little kid giving them <laughs> so double birds, flipped off by a nine year old. Yeah, and he, and he was holding up his hands. He wasn't doing it. And he's and then he was like, "Can I do it? Can I?" And then Peyton's egging him on, like, "Yeah, go ahead, Eli, do the double bird." So he did it. And apparently, you know, they went to a commercial break and the producers obviously got to them yeah. and they came back and they, sorry about that. I thought they'd blur it out or something like that. And Peyton's going, yeah, my bad. I egged him on. And, you know, it's just, I thought it was funny. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's, it's, I find it entertaining. And, and even more for me is, is I love the insight of people that play the game. I've been sitting there peppering Dave with questions during the break on some video stuff of the Seahawks, but Hearing those guys as the play's happening, and mm-hmm. they're going, yep, yep, you see where the tight end is, that's when you know it's this coverage, that's when you know this is going to happen. That In this case, you want to move this guy here and you want to throw the ball here. Just hearing, I love that stuff. I love, And they're very good at it in a casual way of just having that conversation with each other. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, I mean Peyton's just amazing how good he is. I mean, you know, he's either going to do one of two things. He's either going to be the full-time ESPN person as an analyst or he's going to be buying the Denver Broncos with somebody else. Yeah, I wonder – wonder if he gets back into coaching. I mean, the thing is, when you have that much money and, yeah. you know, the coaching thing is such a grind. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won't I, coach. I mean, he can be a yeah. GM. I mean, I can see him do that. Yeah, maybe. I just like the notion of which, you know, we've been to Philadelphia, John, the nine-year-old flipping, flipping them off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they start him young there. John, quickly, what's your level of concern with the Steelers and Big Ben? Uh, a lot. Because that offensive line's terrible. He's getting hit too much. He's already got the uh, problem on his left arm with the uh, injury. And so it's like, I, I'm worried about him. It's, to me, it definitely looks like it might be his last year. John, we appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. All right, if you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Yeah, that was, did you, 
Oh, you were at the Mariner game. You didn't get a chance. To yeah, see but it. you sent the highlights, and you know, I I watched that part of it, and <laughs> like that, Peyton, the big brother, was like, "Well, I was egging him on." <laughs> yeah. like, but he was like, "Go ahead, do it, E. Go yeah. ahead, do it." <laughs> like like Eli's like, this little kid that you know got in trouble because his brother was egging him on. Oh, that was so funny. Chris Long sitting there the whole time, just smiling, grinning ear to ear, like, "Yeah, they did it. They did it." All right, uh, coming up. It's the most fascinating decision of the season for the Mariners, and we'll break it down next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.